Welcome to Bitch Talk, booze interviews straight from the heart of San Francisco. I'm Erin. That's Ange. Hi. That's Char. Hello. You can find us at bitchtalkpodcast.com where you can sign up for our monthly e-news. For behind-the-scenes videos and two-minute clips of our interviews, head to our YouTube channel and subscribe. You can find us every other Thursday morning at 9.30 a.m. at bff.fm. And if you like what you hear, rate and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For the love of God, do it. It really helps. Welcome back to South by Southwest Virtually. We are so excited to bring you that from the documentary Luchadoras, the co-director Paula Calvo. Paula, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for inviting me. I'm super glad. <laughs> yeah, can you can you give our listeners a little glimpse of uh, what Luchadoras is all about? Well, Luchadoras is a film about female superheroes in a very dangerous place and they fight not only in the ring as wrestlers or luchadoras as I like to call them, fighters. They also fight in their daily life for, uh, for a new world, for equality, for against all the injustice happening against women in, in, in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you know, I, I was lucky enough to go to a, a Lucha Libre fight in Mexico City and it was the entertainment value. I mean, I lost my voice from screaming <laughs> and cheering and laughing and it was, such an incredible show they put on. So of course, you know, we're really excited to watch this, um, but you bring so much more to their story. Um, you know, just reminds us that being a feminist in the States is very different uh, than being a, a feminist in, in Juarez. And it's, it's so wonderful that you as a woman were able to tell this story as well. So what, what was it like filming for you in, in terms of the safety aspect of it all? Well, I always say, you know, Juarez is a dangerous place and what dangerous place bring with them, it's, uh, of course, the danger is real. So because it's dangerous, you feel fear, you feel afraid. So uh, one of the most Mm -hmm. challenging things while doing the Chavarras was how to deal with fear and and, and how to, how to, yeah, how to work with that. Like I was working together with Patrick, he's also the co-director and cinematographer of the film. And there were moments where I will feel totally insecure and he will feel totally secure. So it was the question, okay, are the feelings we are having, is it just paranoia or is it really, are we in a really dangerous situation and we have to take care of that? So for me, that was one of the most interesting and challenging parts of doing the film, but also understanding that this generates different kind of behaviors between the people. So people who live there, they are used to these kind of feelings and they develop kind of different strategies how to how to have their daily life. So also we learned that, for example, one, one way to feel safe is to be part of a group. You can, it can be the family, it can be the libre, it can be the feminist groups, whatever. Uh, if you're in a group, you're gonna feel secure, whatever it is, and we experienced that. When we were shooting, there was one moment, I don't wanna make spoiler about the film, but there was a moment where we were shooting with a lot of women and the energy, you know, the energy that all these women put together, 50 women alone in one of the most dangerous places in the city, hey, this was so powerful. And I could really, I could really say, this is something you don't experience here that much, you know, because you don't have this dealing with the fear or the danger. But there it was super, super, super powerful, super strong. Yeah, and um, I, I wanted to know how you found how you found your stories because each one is very different, but obviously they're united in their feminism and also um, their craft. 
Yeah, well, um, I mean, we will go to the fights in Juarez, and uh, we have we have a friend living in Ciudad Juarez, so she was our contact for mm. for, for all the community, and we managed somehow to get to know all the fighters before we were doing some Facebook research and watching the jams and the clay and the, you know everything they were representing, <laughs> but just from the. <laughs> Uh, they are amazing. Eh? What they do is really, really, I mean, you've seen it. It's super, super cool what they do on the room, on the ring. So yeah, we will go then, we will go meet them. And, and you know what I have to say, every woman in Juarez has an incredible story behind. It's not, you know, it's not, uh, it was not, oh, wow, we got the cherry on the cake. No, like every woman has a really, really, really hard story behind their shoulders. So the stories we are telling are really the stories of people from there. There is nothing special in me, I mean from special, uh, we didn't, we're looking for, you know, these strong stories. That's, that's the reality of the woman there. So, yeah, I mean, we connected very, very deeply from the beginning. This was very important for us, like to have this way of, we're gonna spend a lot of time together and in the best of the cases, you're gonna let us be part of your life and your intimacy, which is of course, super, super um, valuable for us. So yeah, we connected from the beginning and this was very, very important. And, and then we just spent the time together. Yeah, I, I was really happy to see the, the camaraderie that they have with each other and you know, teaching the young ones. Mm -hmm. And it really is just a community thing. You would think maybe there would be some rivalries because you know, is everybody's goal to try to make it to uh, Mexico City, but but there really was that that partnership they had with each other, and I I guess that just kind of mirrors what they have to deal with as a day to day life, right? It's like a survival tactic for them all to band together. Exactly, that's what I was saying. You know, like being part of the community is the only way to make a day daily life in such a place. No, so so they are together. I mean, there are also you know, lucha libre is also. There are storytellings in the whole fight. So there are some eggers between some fighters, not only women, also between the men, you know, and there are some storytelling, like he did that and she took the mask out of the other one and whatever. And, this is <laughs> and it's super nice and super fun. Uh, but yeah, they they yeah, they are together and that's super important. That's that's like, yeah, the most important thing from being in such a place is to stay together. Um, and, and talking about the access that you had to the, to the women and their stories and how important that was, can you talk about, um, well, were you surprised by the access that you were given with each woman? Yeah, of course. I mean, what means surprise? Uh, it was not easy to begin the shooting. It was not an easy thing because, of course, you know, we come from abroad, nobody knows us mm -hmm. from these two people. Uh, it was not that everyone was from the beginning. Oh, yes, come to my house. I'm going to present you my mom and my father. I'm going to I'm going to cook for you. I mean, there was not at all. This was not the way um, it worked out from the beginning. So it was a slowly process of getting connected and, and understand what do we want? What what can they offer? How how is all this shooting thing gonna work? You know, um, mm -hmm. is it safe? Because we didn't know. We, we, we know how dangerous the place is, but we didn't know if it was possible to make a film. So for us it was also very important to talk about all these topics. Is it possible to shoot in public spaces? Is it, is it possible? Mm -hmm. And how, where do we be, begin? I mean, they don't know us. Can we go to their home from the very first moment? Is the home the, the first place 
where we're going to shoot or are we going to be making the film first in the public space, which is super dangerous. So all these questions were, of course, very important. And it was different the way we deal with them according to the protagonist. Some protagonists will invite us directly to home. Other protagonists would like to meet at first at the arenas, at the Lucha Libre places. Um, and yeah, so those are actually, those were the two different points. We meet at the arena for get to know, or we meet at the places. So if they felt that it was like a good thing to do, but it was, of course, what I was saying, it was a process. It, it didn't happen like this intimacy and this connection was not there from the first moment. It, it was, it took some time. Well, you really do a good job of, of getting the viewer invested in these women. And I, I would love to see this as like an episodic or at least a sequel. Like, I want to know what happens. You know, we're rooting for them. Um, do you have any updates on the fighters or, you know, are they feeling more hopeful with our new administration, which, you know, it's still early, but, you know, in terms of Lady Candy, you know, trying to see her daughters or yeah, any updates? I mean, Candy, Candy managed to be with her daughters, and uh, and but then Corona arrived, and because of the father is living in the U.S., then right. she couldn't cross the border for all, again for a very very long period of time. She couldn't see the daughters, but now they are back, so they are back in contact. They're happy. They're happy. Corona really, uh, it was very hard for all of them, the three of them. I mean, for everyone. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, no, but you know, like they make their living out of Lucha Libre and then suddenly the whole financial base was gone. So you can imagine what are the consequences. And, and it was mm -hmm. hard, there were, there were hard times, but uh, they, are getting, they are getting better now. And we talk every day, they are super excited about the film and, and Paola, we were on the TV. And then they were filming with the mobile, the TV. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. It will, be, it will have been so nice to be in Austin with them. And, knowing mm. these fighters and have another kind of conversation with film audience different than the wrestling audience uh, but I'm sure and I hope that this can come for the summer so I think I hope that maybe in Mexico we can make a premiere there and then, and then uh, yeah make it make it expand and make it big so that they realize what what they really mean I think you know they are very what is this word in English uh, humble or yeah humble yes they, they don't they don't really understand what is the meaning of what they do mm -hmm. you know? like mm -hmm. global in a global perspective they live in their houses and they don't fight and that's everything so i think it's it's it will be important for them to go out and, and talk to other people this would be super 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 important yeah oh uh, well I, I hope they get their chance because yeah they've certainly inspired us and i don't know it kind of pushes us to light a fire and, and fight harder for our causes to, you know, and, and hopefully lift each other up. So thank you so much for being with us, Paola. We really love this film and uh, congratulations on its success this far. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very, very happy to talk to you. It's super nice. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Paola. And we'll join you in Mexico this summer. <laughs> Are you kidding for the, for the screening? We'll be there live with our mics. and. <laughs> If you like what you hear, rate and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information about us, you can head to bitchtalkpodcast.com. This podcast is created, hosted, and executive produced by Aaron Lim. My co-host is Angela Tabora, a.k.a. Captain Party. The show's edited by producer Shar. We're powered by GoTo Productions.